0: The very first patient that I saw was suicidal because she'd been sick for so long and she showed me her arms were bruised and battered from IVs. And Billy, in that moment, I was like, Lord, if this patient is the reason I went through that, it was worth it. And I rolled up my sleeves. I showed her my bruised and battered arm. I showed her my IV port and told her my story. I said, and I know our situations are not identical, but I have so much compassion for your suffering. And I want you to know that God sees you right where you are.
1: Hey, it's Billy. I'm glad you're here. Start Small Believe Big Podcast encourages listeners to value the significance of small beginnings, finding confidence and peace in the big God who knows, sees, and loves us deeply. On today's episode, I am so excited that we're going to be talking with award-winning author, Dr. Michelle Bankson, about her new devotional, Today is Going to Be a Good Day, 90 promises. Is from God to start your day off right. Dr. Michelle is a board certified clinical neuropsychologist. Man, am I impressed! Always. <laughs> international speaker, national and international media resource on mental health, and the author of three best selling award winning books Hope Prevails Insights from a Doctor's Personal Journey Through Depression. Hope Prevails Bible Study and the 2020 Golden Scroll Book of the Year Breaking Anxiety's Grip How to Reclaim the Peace. God Promises, as well as her newest release that we're going to be talking about today. Dr. Michelle has been a neuropsychologist in private practice for more than 20 years, and she evaluated, diagnosed, and treated children and adults with a variety of medical and mental health disorders. This doctor knows pain and despair firsthand and combines her professional expertise and personal experience with her faith to address her patients' issues, both for those who suffer and the ones who care for them using sound practical tools. I love that. I'm a process person all about the practicality. She affirms worth and encourages faith. Dr. Bankson offers hope as a key to unlock joy and relief, even in the middle of the storm. She blogs regularly on her own site, and is also a popular show host of the award-winning podcast, Your Hope. Filled Perspective with Dr. Michelle Bangston, which will be all of these will be linked in the show notes. So please go and follow her everywhere and subscribe to her podcast. That's always a great way to be updated when episodes are released. So we're going to talk more with Dr. Michelle in a minute. But first, I want to thank you for listening. All of the episodes of my podcast, social links, books, and email are on my website, billyjouse.com. And also make sure you look in the show notes for Michelle. Dr. Michelle's uh, links to all of her things that she has going on. Her books, her podcasts, everything. I believe when we begin to grow our faith with small steps while believing in our big God, we will be empowered to live out our calling and purpose. One step, decision, and action at a time. Let's not resist that small beginning, but persist in the next thing God is calling us to.
0: Welcome, Dr. Michelle. Oh, it's a pleasure to be back with you, Billy. Any time that we get a chance to come together as brothers and sisters in the Lord and collaborate and cooperate instead of compete, I'm all there.
1: Amen. It is such a beautiful thing. I'm going to start off with you and I met at a writer's conference out in California. We had both been mentored by Jan Kern, who is an amazing author and mentor, discipler. She's amazing. Um, and she had us speak on a panel together because we had books coming out the same time. And I just remember being so impressed by you and just what you were doing and how you just love people through their struggles and, but give them hope in that. So that goes back a few years, oh my gosh, quite a few years ago, (laughs) but you have really been, I've been watching from afar, just your journey through writing and all that God has placed you in, and we're going to talk a bit about that more, but I really want to start off by sharing the description of your devotional, today is going to be a good day. Love that title. 90 Promises from God to Start Your Day Off Right. And the description is, in this uplifting devotional, Dr. Binkson helps you make each day a good day. No matter what is going on in your life, each reading includes scripture, reflection, prayer, and a recommended playlist song designed to help you live out Philippians 4.8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right. Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And then the end of the description is because our thoughts determine our beliefs, our beliefs determine our attitudes, and our attitudes determine our behavior. Wow, such a great devotional. Share with us a little bit about the journey that led to this devotional.
0: Billy, this devotional came out of such a hard time in my life. Mm. You know, I think there's a tendency for some people, and I would have to put myself in that camp. Before I started writing books, I had a tendency to think that if an author wrote a book, then it means that they've arrived (laughs) and they no longer struggle with that issue (laughs) Now that I've authored several books and the Lord keeps taking me back to my own books to refresh my memory of the lessons he taught me before, what I want your listeners to know is I haven't arrived. I'm still on the journey, but now I'm just one or two rungs further along on the ladder. And so what I try to do in my books is to hold out my hand to someone who's a step or two behind me and say, come on, let's go together. So this book was birthed out of such a painful time. You mentioned that I'm a neuropsychologist and I was seeing patients in my office one day. It was just a normal spring day when in the middle of working with a therapy patient, I doubled over in pain And I thought, okay, something is not right. And I tried to continue the session and it became quickly apparent I could not. So I got my patient up to the front desk where my staff could help them. And as I was trying to make my way back to my office, my husband happened to walk in the back door. And he said, you don't look good. I said, I'm not. I don't know what's wrong, but there is something wrong. We need to go home. And on the way home, we detoured to the emergency room because it went downhill very quickly. And a very long story short, what ensued was two surgeries, five months of medically induced bed rest, which Mm. meant. I could not see patients. I couldn't be much of a wife or a mother. I was kept alive on IV hydration and nutrition. And I dwindled down from 113 pounds down to a skeletal 74. Oh
1: my gosh.
0: Wow. And I will be very transparent and say at that time in my life, my identity was really wrapped up in what I did for a living. Yeah. Was not securely rooted in who God said I was. And back during that time in my life, I had this mindset that if I just did more, if I just helped more people, God would love me more.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think we all get wrapped up in that in a lot
0: of times in our life. For sure.
1: It's so good. And so
0: during those five months when I couldn't be the doctor, I mean, I found myself really falling into a pit of depression and really thinking, God, if if I can't be this doctor, like, what good am I? Yeah. And the depression got worse and worse and worse. And all I could do day in and day out, truly, was pray, listen to praise and worship music, and watch sermons online. And during that time, I got to the point where, quite honestly, I cried out to God and said, God, if this is going to be my life, I'm really not sure I want to continue living. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get Yeah. You know, a lot of people, I think when people are going through a difficult time, we are uncomfortable. And so we want to deal with that discomfort. And so during that time, a lot of people would deal with that discomfort by trying to slap a Bible verse on it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pray more. Pray more. Pray more. Yeah. Say Jesus. And and not that those things aren't, I, I don't mean to demean those things. I pray every day, all day, but, you know, we need to to dig more.
0: So go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> but what I found myself thinking for the majority of people who just shared a Bible verse, I felt like you don't understand. hmm But there was a dear, dear friend. She was actually more of a mother figure to me. And she called the night before my second surgery and said, I know you know this, but I just want to remind you that although weeping lasts for the night, his joy comes in the morning. Mm -hmm. And what she didn't know, Billy, was I had been crying out to God saying, look, I am doing everything I tell my patients to do. I am prioritizing rest. I was in therapy. I've tried medication. When I was able to get back on regular food, I was making sure that it was nutritious. I was doing all the right things and I was crying out to the Lord and just saying, "I must just be joy immune." Cuz yeah. I'm doing all the things and I'm seeing other people be joyful, but I'm not. And that verse, it was like the Holy Spirit was saying, "My promises are for all of my children and if they are for all of my children you cannot be joy immune and I just don't even know how to describe it other than it was like a light bulb went off yeah and so I wrote my very first Facebook good day post and it was so simple it was today is going to be a good day because God's joy comes in the morning one sentence but people resonated with it And they liked it and they shared it. And a couple of weeks later, I needed another reason to hold on, to get up, to face the day, despite the pain, despite the circumstances. And again, the Holy Spirit gave me the verse that his grace is sufficient for you. Mm -hmm. And that was my second good day post. Today is going to be a good day because his grace is sufficient. And then, I don't know, three or four weeks later, I did another. And before you know it, they ended up, they have become a daily encouragement on Facebook and Instagram. That's because People need to know that despite their circumstances, it can still be a good day as long as we're remembering that God is on his throne and his promises are still yes and amen. Amen. And that's when the publisher came to me and said, we've we've kind of noticed that these posts are resonating. Would you consider writing a devotional? And so this devotional that you talked about today is going to be a good day is expanded. It's more than just what I've put on Facebook. They're all new entries, but they also include a reflection question. I pray for the reader, give them a recommended playlist song because music was so important in my journey that I want to encourage them.
1: That is so good. So much, so many things are roaming around in my head. And I want this, this is much needed. This is the thing that first I want to say this devotional is much needed because it's not just the here's a scripture, have a good day. It is stepping into the practicality of the practical ways we can move forward in our day and finding that joy of the Lord in it. And this is such a much needed devotional. But I want to back up to because in your bio, you know, we go through this list of who Dr. Michelle Bateson is. And you're a neuropsychologist, you're award winning, you're, but you still have struggles. You know, I think a lot of times we look at people in position of titles and you know author award winning author, all of this, and we think, "Oh, your life's perfect. How is it going to be anything close to what I need and that's what I love about you, Michelle, is you lay it out there that hey, I'm transparent, I have struggles." but this is what the Lord's speaking to me. And um, can you just expand on that? Because I think we as a society sometimes want to brush under the rug, what we're struggling with, because as we know, you know, Instagram, the filters, the pretty faces, the prettiness of life, this is my house, and it's all clean, but you know, they've got five kids or whatever, you know, can you talk more about the healing of being transparent, how the Lord uses that sharing of struggles and being transparent to heal you, to,
0: you know, give you hope, to give you joy. There is a saying that people don't care what you know until they know you care. Mm-hmm. And I have found that to be true during that time when I was so sick The the amazing thing about it is having spent five months on bed rest and I literally, I had music, praise and worship music was playing 24 seven in my sick room. I was praying. I was watching sermons online and as horrible as that time was by the end of that five months, if I'm being honest, I didn't want to go back to the private practice. I had spent five months cocooning. With God. And it was so amazing. But I knew that's where He wanted me to go. And so when I did start back to work, it was very slow. It was just a couple hours, a few days a week. But my very first patient, I was still connected to IVs. And I was able to disconnect it for a couple hours to go to the office. So I did. I disconnected it and I wore clothing that covered it up. And the very first patient that I saw, was suicidal because she'd been sick for so long. And she showed me her arms were bruised and battered from IVs. And Billy, in that moment, I was like, Lord, if this patient is the reason I went through that, it was worth it. And I rolled up my sleeves. I showed her my bruised and battered arm. I showed her my IV port and told her my story. I said, and I know our situations are not identical, but I have so much compassion for your suffering. And I want you to know that God sees you right where you are. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was such an important lesson to me because my mindset prior to seeing that patient was if people know that I have delved into the pit of depression patients are not going to think I know anything referral sources are going to stop referring when in actuality that was a lie from the pit of hell what I found was because I had suffered and I had compassion on those who were suffering they wanted to hear what I had to say because they knew I understood yeah yeah that's beautiful it's such a beautiful
1: um place of serving and glorifying God exactly where you are, exactly. So tell me a little bit more, just your books. You have three award-winning books. Tell me more about those books, Hope Prevails, um, all of those, the three books that you have.
0: Hope Prevails was going to be a very different book that writer's conference that you mentioned in the opening of this episode. I had been to that writer's conference before you and I met, and I was pitching a totally different book. Wow. Totally different. Writing a book on depression was not on my radar. (laughs) Isn't that
1: funny how the things we don't want to write are the things that God most desires (laughs) us to write? Yes. (laughs) It's it's yeah, I make God laugh a lot when he tells me to write something I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not going to write about
0: that. So you and me both. Yeah, Yeah. well, eventually, I think you and I both come around to we would rather be obedient than comfortable. We come around to it. Yeah. (laughs) But at that conference, I can't even explain it other than it was an act of God. Because I was asked in front of the whole room to share a statistic. And at that point, I said, by the year 2020, depression will be our greatest epidemic worldwide. Wow. And it was. It was. It was. It has come to pass and we're still dealing with it in the aftermath of everything else. Right. Years. Yeah. But I started sharing and that was the book editors and agents all over the place were like we want to read that abstract or that proposal and I was thinking what what proposal like I wasn't I'm not writing a book on depression and, and the Lord was like yeah you are yeah And I went home and I started working on the proposal right away and it was two weeks later that I became so deathly ill in that story I just told Amazing. Had I not gone through those five months, that book on depression, Hope Prevails, it would not have been insights from a doctor's personal journey through depression. It would have been a very clinical, very sterile, here's how you get through depression. Yeah. And instead, God changed it. And because I went through that, now if you read Amazon reviews, people are like, she obviously has been there and then it was readers who said when are you going to write a bible study and, and take us even deeper in the word and I thought even deeper hope prevails is chock full of God's word but I said oh no 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 I don't write bible studies I'm not Beth Moore. I'm not Beth Shire no 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 so I said no for a little while until God got hold of my heart and it I've never heard God audibly, but it was like a whisper. And yeah. he said, you might not write Bible studies, but I write the best of Bible studies. Wow, that's so good. I was like, yes, sir. So I wrote that Bible study. And it the, the neat thing about the Hope Prevails Bible study is that you can either do it in conjunction with Hope Prevails or you can do it separate. So okay. You can either go through it individually or you can go through it in a group. But then it was my readers who said, okay, but now when are you going to write a book on anxiety? And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. We are not doing another heavy hitter. I am not writing another mental health book. I am writing a book about chocolate or iced tea or the lighthouses in Michigan. And again, God had to get hold of my heart. And he was like, but that's what they need. Yeah. And that's why you and I write. So I wrote Breaking Anxiety's Grip, How to Reclaim the Peace God Promises. And still, I was asking the publisher, okay, now can I write a book on chocolate? And yeah. they're like, no. How about you write this little devotional? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. But one day, mark my words, Billy, one day I am writing a book on chocolate. <laughs>
1: I believe you and I believe you will. But is that what God wants you to write? That's the question. Right. Right. Nobody, it might not get published, but I will write it. You will write it. You will write it. I think one of the, the most incredible things I feel out of this discussion with you is that all of our life journeys are different. And all of us have something in our lives that we've suffered through. But God can use that in each and every one of us to glorify him and the important part is not getting stuck in that doubt and discouragement but seeking god in a deeper
0: way to work through it very much you know i really think it goes back to our mindset our mindset is so crucial And what I've tried to share through today is going to be a good day is your mindset is going to determine whether or not you have a bad day or you have bad moments in a good day.
1: Yeah, exactly. That is, that's powerful. Taking those bad moments and not letting them get you stuck
0: and make it a bad day. And I've had people say, well, that's easy for you because you're just naturally a positive person. Oh, no, I'm not. And I was not raised in a positive household. Everything was doom and gloom and negative, And my mother was depressed the entire time I was growing up. So I am not naturally a positive person. But right. the Lord has taught me that where I focus that's where the course of my life is going to go so if I focus on the negative I'm gonna have bad days yeah but if I choose to focus on God and his goodness we can still have a good day despite how we feel and despite our circumstances
1: yeah you know I often say that um In times of doubt and discouragement, when I take my thoughts captive, when I really think about what I'm thinking about, I realize I'm my biggest bullet. There's no one outside. There's no circumstance outside that beats me down as much as I beat myself down in my own thoughts and being able to take those thoughts captive and change them because, you know, people listening, if they've listened often, I'm a pretty joyful, happy, you know, you know, crazy kind of person. Like, let's have fun. Let's celebrate. Let's, but that's not the natural place that I live in. You know, my mother used to say, what are you worried about? And you, you know, all of us would be like nothing. Well, then you need to worry about something. You need to find something to worry about, you know. And she was just a worry wart. And up until her last dying day, she was a worry wart. She always worried about something, so she didn't feel like her day was productive unless she had something to worry about. So I've had to overcome that. So in response to that, of taking those thoughts captive and replacing them with truth, that's the only way we can move forward in being. Or presenting as a naturally joyful person, because that's not where most of us live. And that's where God's word and, and and God's abilities can take us there. But we
0: have to put in the effort also. Don't you think that's why scripture says the joy of the Lord? Amen. Is our strength, because Amen. I can't conjure up that kind of joy. I I can have happy moments, but, but that the strength that comes from the joy, it comes from the joy in the Lord.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. It is so true. You got my mind thinking, okay, Lord. Yeah, it is. It's your joy. It's not something that I produce. It's not, you know, be happy. You know, seek what makes you happy. It's seeking the joy of the Lord, because that's where it the foundation of it is and his love and his mercy and his joy. Really, really good. Well, you and I talked before we got on the podcast, and I know that I have a, quite a few um writers in the making or people that are authors already, but are still seeking out ways to grow in this um, industry. And I guess one of the things I would love to hear from you, being at the point you are in your career as an author, what are some of the important things that we can do. And I think it translates into anything that anyone does. But what are some of the, the key points of growing a career, be it as a neuropsychologist or an author or a podcaster? What are those things that you think help you grow in your career?
0: I think one of the most important things is discipline. You know, for me as a writer, if I wait until I feel inspired to sit down and write, it is never going to happen. Preach, but, um, girl, preach. <laughs> it's really not. Because let me tell you, when I'm on book deadline, I would rather clean out my junk drawer and clean my toilets. But after I've turned in the manuscript, I don't care about the junk drawer <laughs> and the toilets. <laughs> so true.
1: So true. So <laughs> true.
0: Like my closets are calling to me right now. I'm on book deadline and I'm like having to sit on my hands so I don't go clean closets. But but in all seriousness, I have to force myself to sit down and just write. And that might mean a lot of it is junk. But at some point, there's going to be some nuggets there. And it's the same whether... Whether you're pursuing a career in teaching or scuba diving, you are not going to get good until you're bad and you keep working to improve. It's not just going to happen. Anything worth doing, you're going to have to fail through and learn as you go. So perseverance and discipline, I think, are crucial. But the other thing is, is that, you know, I think God gives us desires. And when our desires line up with the desires he gives us, he's going to show us the path. But we have to be careful to not expect that our path is going to be the same as someone else's. Amen. Amen. Because he's got different lessons for us to learn on our journey to that path.
1: Yeah, that's so good. So, so good. Well, what are you working on? You just dropped the deadline on us. So tell me what you're working on and what you're next. I know you just, this is a new release for you as of, you know, recently with the devotional. But what's next on your plate? What's coming out next?
0: So we've got another book coming out next year. The exact title isn't um, right? set in stone yet, but something along the lines of crying from the depths. Oh. Knowing yeah. God through pain. Yeah. Really. And let me tell you, He's teaching me as I go. And I, yeah. this is another, I'm what, I'm what you call an experiential writer. Like God. I have to experience it before yeah. I can share it with others. And so I am experiencing it. And as I write this next book, I'm having to read my own devotional to remind myself okay, I know the pain is excruciating today, but it is still a good day. Yes. Because God is still on his throne. And so I'm reading the book as a reader, not as the author who just released a book, but as okay, Lord, keep my mind on you. Because right now, if I focus on the pain, Yeah. That's all I see. Yeah. But I want to see Jesus through the pain.
1: Amen. Oh my gosh, Michelle. So much good stuff. So much great stuff. I want to encourage all the listeners to go and follow Michelle and and Dr. Michelle. Dr. Michelle Bankson, and you can find all the spelling of her name. It's spelled a little different than it's pronounced. It, you know, they, you can find all of those links in the show notes or podcast and everything. And Dr. Michelle, one last question for you. What small beginning did you resist only to let go and allow God to take you where he desired?
0: I love that question because when i was telling you about the very first couple good day posts on social media
1: yeah
0: really i wrote them for myself i i was having to you know it's i was having to encourage myself in the lord yeah and then over time and it was not a fast thing it was probably over the course of the year it became this occasional comment every couple weeks to a daily post on social media
1: mhm
0: And then it got to the point where I thought, Lord, several times now I prayed and I said, can I just stop? I mean, can I just stop these daily devotionals? Because they do. They take up a lot of time. And I kept hearing them say no. And Billy, had I stopped, I don't think the publisher would have noticed that it's resonating with people. And we need that in book form. Yeah. So that very small beginning of just writing that first post, today is going to be a good day because as joy comes in the morning, has turned into a six-year daily encouragement on Facebook and Instagram yeah, and now a published book that people can gift It's such a perfect giftable size because it fits in a purse, it fits in a backpack, an office drawer. And I've heard from people, I, I just heard from someone the other day whose mother in Australia was crying every day and asking the Lord to take her home. And someone gave her mother this book and in five days, wow. her mom's attitude turned around and now she's like, Look what this scripture means to me. Yeah. Only God would have known that because I wanted to go, okay, I'm done. Let's move on to the next project. And yeah. I want to know right now people need to know today can still be a good day. I love it. Oh
1: my gosh. So good. So, so good. I want to encourage all of you to go in the show links, find the link that you can order this book from and get it for yourself, get it for friends, whomever you feel like needs a little encouragement. And even those that you might not think need encouragement those are the ones that need it the most. So please, please, please go and order this book for them. Gift it to a friend and um, bless them with these words that the Lord has laid on Michelle's heart. And Michelle, I just want to thank you. So Dr. Michelle, I keep calling you Michelle because I feel like we're we're friends. friends. (laughs) But that doctor, there's a lot of authority in, in your knowledge and what you know and how you love on people and how you understand at such a deep level. And I just thank you you so much for being on the start small believe big podcast
0: it's been my honor and joy anytime we can collaborate i'm all there
1: Thank you. Thank you. And before we go, I want to ask you guys that are listening to go and subscribe to the Start Small Believe Big podcast so that you don't miss out on any of the future episodes. Also leave an honest review of the podcast. It helps others be able to find it. And if you have a friend that you think this podcast would bless, please let them know, forward it to them. And remember you can find previous episodes on my website phillyjouse.com also all of Dr. Michelle's contact info and book info and her podcast info all of that will be in the show notes I pray this podcast has encouraged you to allow Jesus to work in and through your life one step decision and action at a time Thank you for joining us today on the Start Small, Believe Big podcast. I hope you're back next week for another episode. Now, let's not resist that small beginning, but persist in the next thing God is calling us to. Be blessed, my dear friends. Until next time.